Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my distinct pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew in the house as well. You're you and you're listening to us and dodging raindrops if you're in Tallahassee. I want to be the old guy. I want to go, boy, we really needed that rain. I've always waited to this point, this stage of life, to be able to say things like that. And so I don't miss an opportunity. When it rains, whether we need it or not, I'm the old guy that goes, oh, man, yeah, I know this rain kind of sucks, but, boy, we really needed it. Then, As you look around, you have to always kind of look around like you're surveying the landscape and thinking about the saturation of the soil. You look around, you kind of take it in, you're surveying your city, you're watching it heal as you make the observation, we really needed this rain. Well, in this case, you're dead on because yesterday was a hazy dust bowl of pollen, so to wash that away <laughs> is a much, much appreciated thing. Oh, it is temporary, Tom. For tomorrow, it'll still be spring, and that pollen will say, look at Tommy's car. Yeah. I'm going to fly right to it. What's the over-under on that? Three and a half dustings of pollen? Three like, and a half? Yeah. Is that typically what we get here? I don't remember. Because we've been through two you, good ones now. You know of each and every one of them every time they happen, because unfortunately, you're one of many people, a high percentage of people, that uh, are affected by said pollen uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a deleterious manner. Me, however, I don't notice it save for, damn it, look at my car. I just washed it. That's it. That's the only time I get upset. So there's like maybe four or five days a year with the pollen where I wake up with a throat on fire. Yeah. Absolute fire. Feel Today was pain. one of those days. Today was one of those days. It's mm. okay, though. It's all right. How'd practice go yesterday, Tom? I was not at football practice yesterday. A couple reasons. One of them was just personal, like, you know, family stuff. Have to get, you know, you get back on track after being gone for a week. I'll be there tomorrow for Thursday's practice, which I suspect will be a better practice to be at anyhow. So I wasn't all that broken up about missing yesterday's sloppy-ass practice, which I knew would be a sloppy-ass practice because they hadn't practiced in over a week. And according to Mike Norvell and all of our reports on Warchant.com, it was indeed a sloppy-ass practice and nobody looked good. So what'd you ask me for? Because you were there, and you might be able to say, well, let me mitigate these concerns, Jeff. There were some high points. Perhaps I saw something I did like. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like there was a lot to report that uh, was overly pleasing. But I am curious. I trust your eyes. You got a good football mind on you. So I'm not asking some willy-nilly slappy to tell me how practice was. I'm asking you. Uh, Jared Verse was ready to go yesterday all right he was one of those guys who was ready to play um what you know about bless harris okay he, he continues looks, to come he on continues to look okay well yeah. you know what i'm beginning to figure out tom and i think we both suspected this from day one and we've been concerned about it since the start of spring and i don't think there's been a moment in which those concerns were alleviated and that is lloyd willis can't play so the bottom line is as much as norvell would want him to be able to assert himself this spring it is not happening he's taking a whooping every time he's out there whether it's jared verse or anybody else so my guess is that the depth they were hoping to have because of the emergence of one lloyd willis is a work in progress it is not happening he's not in it th this is again I was not at practice yesterday. I don't believe I'm revealing something that would agitate the head coach. My observation has been that he's not a starter-level player. He's not a one. He is a backup, 
and he will continue to be a backup. Now, they may completely disagree with me, but that's fine. It doesn't look like, anyhow, as of right now, that kid is becoming the guy that they had hoped he'd become this spring. There is still spring football left. We'll see. I'll let your observation stand on okay, its own. Then. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, I, the defensive interior continues to impress. Jared yep. Jackson flashed yesterday. Malcolm Ray does every single practice. So um, that's not mentioning the starters. Those are two guys n- that are not starting for us in the mm, defensive interior. Yes. Daniel Lyons, again. Nice for a freshman, to, huh? Yes, yeah, for being a, a um, undersized freshman prospect. He's got the height, but he hides it well at 280, whatever he is. He just has a knack for being able to knife through tough areas and get into the backfield and make plays. He's just got that. There's a timing to it. There's an instinct to it. Mm-hmm. He's got it. It's a matter Good. of is his body type big enough already that he could do it for 10 snaps a game, or do you just need to make him a redshirt project? But whatever the case is, you hit there. Bishop Thomas also yesterday played well. The defensive interior is littered with dudes, yeah. good players. It's the strength of the team. Um, it's one of the strengths of the team. I think it's one that we could trust the most. It's the one that we think translates on game day, Saturdays in the fall. You'll look out there and say, all right, I feel pretty good up the middle here. And then you throw in the mix of Tatum Bethune at linebacker who continues to make play after play after play like a linebacker who has great instincts, strength and size, speed. Very, very suitable starting linebacker, upper crust possibly in the ACC. All right. I mean, sweet Jesus. It has been a long time since we've had somebody that could be used with that descriptor. You know, we haven't had somebody in some time where you go, that dude right there. Every team in this league would like that guy. We haven't said that about any of our linebackers in some time. Yeah, another thing I saw, Renardo Green, who uh, in the tour of duty the day we were there, that Tuesday before spring practice began, he had a black jersey on, which means you are the top performer. And that was uh, a sight for sore eyes for a lot of media members who thought maybe he was on the outs. He continues to get praise from the coaching staff, and he continues to get put in positions that suggest that they like him, that they like him at outside corner. Because because he's bounced back and he has taken what this spring is all about, which is an invitation to compete. That's what this spring is. It is you smoke or get smoked spring. That's all this is. We've got numbers at the position. If you want to show up and be a man and compete and earn your spot, come on down. We're going to forgive the past. If you're bouncing back from an injury, Maybe you didn't play real well and you were thrust into a starter's role or you were having to play too many snaps because you know we were lacking in the areas and you struggled and you lost your confidence. We're going to pretend that didn't happen. It's all on the table right now. Everybody come get it. Here we go. Let's get after it. And if you play well, even if you're a guy that was once thought to be from afar a lost cause, we're going to take notice and give you your fair shot. It's a meritocracy in that secondary because we have bodies, we have athletes, we have length. Let's get it on. Good for him. I'd even say that, you know, there are numbers at receiver, too, that, you know, this is a show-improve type time where if you can't do it or you can't cut it on a given day, you're going to get dropped and somebody else is going to get elevated to the role. Kentron continues to flash. That's good. Yeah. He he flashes with uh, your favorite quarterback. Um, Tate Rodemaker had himself a good day yesterday by all accounts and uh, has had a real good camp. Now, I hear every Florida State fan all over this great state saying, save it, Cameron. You save that Tate Rodemaker talk and you put it back in your mouth and shut up. I understand. I understand. Because that's what I'd be saying to the radio. Listen here, radio host. I don't need to hear about Tate Rodemaker. Every time you guys talk about Tate Rodemaker, you say he plays great. And then I see him and he sucks. I got it. That's what I would say as I was at a red light. Now, 
he has played great. He has played well. He does have the throws. He is an athlete. He is a big, strong kid. He's all those things. But he's going to have to do it in the scrimmage on Saturday, which we can't see. And he's going to have to do it in the spring game. And he's going to have to have an opportunity to prove that he can do it when the lights are on and the pressure is at its greatest. A couple of things about yesterday's practice that maybe from a positive perspective. Number one, Mike wasn't letting anybody slide. And you know this. This happens. Sometimes the coaches draw the ire of Mike Norvell. A lot. Of course, the players would. But he is just so damn detail-oriented. They were running I love that a him. cone drill yesterday. And as you know, you have to set it up lightning speed because the air horn goes off, boop, and it's yep. like a different Let's period. Go. And so the support staff, the equipment managers, drop all the stuff down, whatever it is that they need for the drill. Mike at one point was pacing off the cones, the distance. And if it was six inches off, he'd pick up the cone and move it those six inches necessary for the width to be there. And he was on... Even some of the people that aren't coaches or players saying, let's go, let's go. First spring practice back from camp, or sorry, spring break, you would think that there's going to be kind of a drill sergeant mentality that comes from the coaches to reset. But my big takeaway is if that's sloppy and that's bad, we've come a long way. We've come a long way because there's not a lot of scratch your head go and think to yourself, what is this? That's just awful. We've seen a lot of those moments over the last handful of seasons. To me, if that's bad, then the baseline has risen, which is good. It's another sign of progress. 10-2 to two last night on the Diamond Knolls do what, what you guys have been wanting them to do, which is to dismiss, summarily dismiss middling teams of, uh, of the second order, right? Teams that shouldn't be competing with you on a regular basis. Now, it's baseball. Any given night, somebody could be painting the corners, and that's your ass. But the bottom line is 10-2 to two is a thorough beating, good pitching night, hit the ball well, did what you were supposed to do with the midweek game against the team you're supposed to beat. That's nice. Don't have to think much about it. Move on. 14-6. They're looking pretty good. Now, you move from there to the best news of the day, in my opinion, and that is that uh, a certain quarterback at the University of Florida has said, Peace! All right, Emory Jones, you made a wise decision. Take it on down the road. Hogtown sucks. You're right. Leave that joint. And he did. Emory Jones has decided to leave Gainesville, has entered the transfer portal. By the way, that's a good one. I love this quote, by the way. He's just peeing all over Gainesville. Here's the quote. I'm looking for a stable place that welcomes me. He's excited to have me there. Is the right situation in fit? I mean, what I really want to say is, I want to find a place that's able to win. That's what I want to do. A place that has a history of winning. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. What? Ooh. Ooh. All right, Henry. Why would you do that to the new staff? That's interesting. He's just like, this place is a dump. Losers here. I want to go where I can win. These losers got nothing going for them. I'm leaving. My man is nothing if not observant. Take it on down the road, Emory. Take it out west. Go play for Utah State. Go play for, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Wichita. Go play South- wherever. Go take it away from the southeast. Leave here. We'll never hear of you again, sir. We kind of liked him, didn't we? We liked him where he was. You stay right there, Emory Jones. What, it's a backup? No, as a starter. He was the one that had to come out last year, right? Because of the issues? Well, yes. They would have lost that game if he played the whole way. Yeah, and he's not – I just want, more than anything else, a destabilization. Yeah, well, that's So happening. that's what I'm 100%. getting at. I'm more than anything else getting at a destabilization. 
He's not a good player. And that's not a ringing endorsement of a new, a new that's what I. Staff, that's what so, yeah. I mean. I mean, he's not a good player. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, man, I don't know. Like, Maybe you want him there. I see what you're saying. What I'm saying is I want destabilization, confusion, frustration, aggravation. I want people screaming from the mountaintops that this place doesn't know what they're doing. So that just made me happy. Well, he did do as you described in the very beginning before you did the quote yeah. with Gainesville, which, now, which uh, could be improving it. Actually, yeah. that would be improving it. Yeah. Now, again, if you're if you're a Florida fan, you're like, well, whatever, you know, Anthony Richardson and others. You're just you know you don't care, you know. Okay. But I just like any kind of disparaging remarks about a history the- of winning. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, that's funny. I thought it was a chance to work in some quotes that made me laugh. That he's like just taking shots. I'm like, what are we doing? It was funny. So where's he going to go? Oh, I don't know. He can't play. Yeah. He's not a very good player. He's going to go to uh, North Dakota State. Where he'll light it up. A history of winning. The level of Well, they have that. Yeah, the the level of competition. Uh, I don't know. That was good. Actually, the real big news of the day is also, I think, encouraging. And that is... um, a guy who has, in the past, shown an affinity for strangling pregnant women has decided that he would like to chase money uh, and ruin his career. How great is that? I love it when people who beat their children and strangle pregnant women decide to ruin their career for money. Good, good. Have fun. Let's see if Tyreek Hill, who is going to leave the Chiefs to sign with the Dolphins, can catch a pass 50 yards downfield from Tua. Can Tua... Get the ball 50 yards That's, downfield. Oh, man. He's going to have to get a running start. That's, That's the interesting thing. a whole bunch thing. of crazy is what that is. It came down to the Jets or the Dolphins, and you picked the uh, the Dolphins? I wouldn't pick the Jets if they'd give me twice the money. What? With they, Zach Wilson? They can't play, man. That's a you got a defensive-minded head coach. You don't have enough talent around you. There's nothing. you got to go play in New York. It's freezing-ass cold. I don't know, man. That's interesting. They're a long ways away. I would not. Uh, now, I'm not telling you that I would have chose the Dolphins either. I would have re-signed with the Chief for less money because where am I going to go that I'm going to have a Patrick Mahomes-esque quarterback throwing me the ball? The answer is nowhere. You're not going anywhere. The abundance of weapons in Kansas City coupled with a genius offensive mind for a head coach means I'm going to put up numbers for years. I got the game's best tight end, arguably the game's best quarterback. I've got a balanced rushing attack. I've got another wide receiver on the other side that helps me, and I'm going to leave that for a little extra coin. So if I would have made, say, $100 million as opposed to $120 million, yeah, man, I'm going to do that because, you know what, I like winning. This going down to Miami where I got a child arm trying to throw me the ball. He's not mobile. He's never healthy. Their offensive line, which got better yesterday, is still not any good. Yeah, man. Plus, their owner's a loser. No, 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 no. And then the Jets, even if I go with Zach, which we'll see if he's going to be good. He has arm strength. He has had moments where he looks okay. He's also had pockets of terrible play one season. We'll see, right? They don't have anybody else. Braxton Berrios. Get the hell out of here with that. What what are they going to do? I, I No, man. I would have stayed in Kansas City for less money. We talk about this all the time. Guys will look at a contract and they'll say, all right, they're offering me $120 million. Team B is offering me $130 million. So in the, long, in the big scheme of things, my man, you're going to notice the $10 million difference over the course of a six-year deal in which you're going to make over $100 million? No. 
Ah, but he'll have a, a nice spot at South Beach that he can go to. And he strikes me as somebody who cares more about that type of stuff. He, he's played long enough in Kansas City. He's won his Super Bowl, so he's going to go down to South Beach and get arrested in the next year or two, Good. and that'll be it. That'll be it. It'll be it'll I, over <laughs> under 4.09 a.m. when he's arrested, under, and that's the end of That'll be three-something. It'll, okay, be, it'll right. be on his way to the after party, after after party, and – it'll go down i don't know i i just think that it's it's another example where you have a guy who's just looking at a dollar amount and yeah on the paper and it's easy for me to turn down 10 million dollars because it's all in theory right it's like a hypothetical i got you but i never understood like you've got patrick mahomes you got andy reed you you've got a kansas city fan base that some would argue is the best in sport you're a loaded team who's set to make a run at a Super Bowl for the next two to three years minimum. Now it's a it's a lot of it's a choppy water to navigate given what that division is now and all the quarterbacks over there. But wouldn't you wouldn't you just choose to hunker down and get up and put up huge numbers? One of the reasons that he puts up those huge numbers, besides the fact that he's blazingly fast, and I would argue in pads the fastest guy in the NFL, that that guy is able to buy time, so for five seconds you get to run 65 yards straight down the seam and nobody can keep up with you, and you got a quarterback who can not only buy that time but then has the requisite arm strength to get it to you when he does pull the trigger. You're not going to get anything like that from Tua in Miami. A, they won't give him near that amount of time. B, he has a child's arm. And C, there's no other weapons that anybody's to No, man, that's nuts. Well, I wouldn't argue logic with somebody who chokes a pregnant woman, though. You know, I- I'm just saying, like, his agent isn't a person that chokes a pregnant woman. His agent's likely an attorney. I would have guessed that that agent could be like, hey, it's no good for us, baby. Let's take less money and stay here because you're likely to get more money through other means because of the success of this team than you are being a nobody. You'll be, you'll be a guy in Miami that everybody goes, oh, that's where Ty- Tyreek Hill went. I forgot. I'd never see the Dolphins anymore. They're, you know. I was flipping around on Red Zone, and I saw, there he is. Right, right. Yeah, that's it. Well, he's the guy that now in the second round or third round of your fantasy draft, you're like, should I take a flyer on him? He has that one game every three. Who's the backup in in Miami? (laughs) Yeah. That guy got a cannon? Yeah. Is there anybody else they could go out and bring in in Miami? Because I'm betting they'll do it soon enough. Because that's why I I think he's choosing location. He's choosing South Beach, and and that's what he wants to do. But if you're choosing between where am I going to be more productive and make the same amount of money, you go to the Jets all day. That guy's got a cannon up there. He does, but I don't. Man, the Jets are a ways off. And again, now state tax, you know, all yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, plays yeah, in. Yeah. Even though they play in Jersey, I don't know how that works. The organization calls themselves New York, so are you subject to New York tax? Anyway, in Florida, you don't have it, so that's also probably a factor also. I'd too. rather live in Miami. I, I wouldn't. I mean, especially with that kind of money. Like if again, they're not living where you and I would have to live. So if I have the means to live in the nice places in either i'm living in miami right and if you're going to get into a dispute with your partner would you rather do it at like a casey <laughs> barbecue joint or would you rather do it at a club in south beach and that's, I yeah. think that's what he's doing well i think if you're gonna choke a pregnant woman you maybe want to be in florida because it's like you're one of many people to do something criminal oh florida man thing yeah in the yeah. state of florida and he's like, a florida man it won't stand out as much It'll go alongside all the other kind of uh, tomfoolery that goes on in the state. He can also much easier make his way up to the Blue Jeans Lounge at a popcorn. <laughs> 
That's an old throwback. I forgot about that one. Oh, the blue jeans. Yeah, that was a good one. That's an all-time good one. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at my bookie and use the promo code Jeff Cameron to secure a first deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars. It's simple. Put in two hundred and play with three hundred. Just use promo code. Jeff Cameron to claim your bonus. College ball, NBA, UFC. No matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into a payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Don't forget promo code Jeff Cameron to claim your bonus. Anything, anytime, anywhere. With my bookie. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV on a Balls McWednesday. Hope you're doing well. Was awakened by the storm last night, laid there contemplating the day and thought, rain, rain some more. Loved it, loved it. You know, Tom, I almost pulled it off. I did not, I knew it was going to happen. So you know I've got this line on all this vintage 80s tennis gear. There was a pair of, and I was going to buy it, not tell you about it. I was even going to buy you a pair because I don't, well, I don't know if you'd wear it, but you'd have to. 1980s Bjorn Borg shorts? No. There's no need for either one of us to be walking around here with testicles showing. White, of course. Fila Heritage Vega track pants in off-white with a red, white, and blue stripe down the side. Pimp! Unbelievable, these pants. And I went, oh, I'm going to buy them. When did they arrive? They don't, they're not arriving. I jumped on it in the wee hours of the morning, sleepless. Thought I've got to jump on everybody. Early bird gets the worm type thing. Clicked. They have the size chart, Tom. Normally, these are $100, thereabouts. They were on sale for $13. I knew something was amiss. Only one size available? I was going to buy five. I was going to buy one for Matthew, you, me. We could have been matching up in here with our Fila Heritage Vega track pants and off-white. Could have worn them to the tournament. It would have been awesome. Extra small is all they have. So only Matthew's size. So when when did they arrive? When did they arrive for? Oh yeah, I know. I'm so mad. So we'll we'll have to get you one and then cut it in half and then yeah. have a shooting sleeve. So when you play Bryson mm. basketball, you could put the feelers on. When I play Bryson basketball, sleeve. I can yeah. yeah. There is a uh, sweet Fila Borg Terranata MK3 track top in black, um, but it's it's it, they're they're asking too much. They're just asking too much. It's like, if they're so rare, Tom, they're asking like $200. I'm not getting it. Just thought you should. So that's the cutoff, huh? Around. 100 bones would have been okay, but 200, that's a little much? Well, for this particular track top now, there is a classic Terranda track top in vintage red that's a little bit louder on sale, and it's $40. 
but I'm looking for that same sweatshirt, track top, I should say, in a Sergio Tacchini, because my man McEnroe awards Sergio Tacchini, not Fila. I've immersed myself. I'm in. I'm you really. I'm in. Your new hobby is getting uh, strange vintage clothes, or because uh, you you put off being a sneakerhead again. You said you were tempted. Well, I've been tempted. I I have sort of gone down that path a little bit, but I'd I'm rather sure you save... get some free uh, Brooks Kepka Nike golf <laughs> high tops. If I probably you wanted could. Them. I probably could. No, you know what? I uh, well, listen. I've told you all along that I'm waiting now. I've decided to deflect the money I would have spent on these shoes and or track tops and the like from the 80s uh, for my Morantz receiver. Oh, my God. Is it going to happen? Well, this trip set me back a little bit, Tom. Uh, so I am holding out maybe <laughs> another month or two um, before I do it. Uh, but I am going to get that Morantz. And when I do, we're going to have a Morantz party. Everybody can come over to the house and we'll celebrate. We'll just put the Morantz on the table where everybody can look at it. And we'll have drinks and go, look at that. Look at that Morantz. Would you look at it? I believe that's what um, <laughs> Jim Nance calls a margarita party at his house, <laughs> where you're sipping five hundred dollar tequila, tequila yeah. and you're making margaritas yeah. out of it. It's the yeah, it's I'm, my Morantz party. <laughs> uh, Welcome, yeah, so I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Hey, have you made the uh, the switch over now that uh, you know we're in full swing to watching? Sp- Spring baseball? Are you watching a little spring training? Have you done it? I am getting my field reports. Mm. So that's where I am right now. Um, we are in the final sprint of the hockey season where everybody's playing every night. That's the way it's going. And where the Lightning lost again last night? They're 2-5 and five in their last seven. Yeah, playing great. It's um, a minor concern, but uh, making the playoffs is of no concern whatsoever. No, not, not whatsoever. So really there's been, and I hate it because I don't want to always just get in line, but it's what we end up having to do. Uh, and that is uh, the NFL's offseason has been riveting. The NFL's offseason and free agency has been insane. This is the way that baseball many moons ago used to be, and then it's starting to become again. It's been pretty crazy in baseball, too. Trevor Story and the like, you know, Correa, on down the list of people that are signing all across uh, MLB. But, I mean, you wake up today and you find out that Tariq Hill's going to the Dolphins, and as much as I was just very critical of him in particular, from a personal choice standpoint, that's crazy to go to the Dolphins and leave the Chiefs. And look, I mean, what the Chiefs get is a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, a 2022 fourth-round pick, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a 2023 sixth-round pick. This is a total fleecing because there were nine dudes who ran sub 4-4 at this year's combine. Andy yeah. Reid knows how to plug and play with fast dudes better than anybody. Yeah, Nicole but- Hardman is first up, and then they'll draft another. I get that Tyreek is yeah, uniquely gifted. Is a uniquely gifted player. I hate but, him. He's a bad dude. I have openly rooted for injury because he's a bad dude. But he is a lid lifter, game changer type in a way that none of those other fast guys that you're talking about are. Correct. But you know what? If you can allocate those resources and then replenish them on well, top of it with first round it. picks, no, no, they have go to get a it. fast receiver. You know who else is uniquely gifted? Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. No, no, and no. they spend more money on that line or whatever they need to do. That I mean, they're they're going to be more than fine. It was a gross luxury to have all those three guys in that it, passing. W- game. It, it was. It's also what set them apart in a highly competitive AFC. And so now I think they come down a notch, which is great. Good, screw them. But what I'm saying is that I, this doesn't work for Tyreek Hill, save for the money. And the Dolphins, who want to get a guy like that to lift the lid, don't have the quarterback to take advantage of it. So I just it's it's tr- it's weird. Now look, you're going to pair him with Waddle, which is a nice move. Yep. Um, and but Gusecki, you, who's a good player over he, the middle. He, Mike is really good. Gusecki's a good player. I agree with you. But I would tell you, 
And they brought in Chase Edmonds, and of course they've got uh, uh, Mostert or whatever, right? They mm-hmm. brought him in. So look, they've got some pieces that are beginning to develop. I would have never fired my coach if I were them, but okay, that's another side note. That's ownership problem. But they, <laughs> the most important position on the field, they got a guy who can't play, who's broken. Their head coach is an offensive mastermind who looks like a young John Clayton. Rest in peace, professor. Yeah, I'll give them credit, though. One thing I do like, they're going to be able to dial up shot plays. Again, they have the wrong guy throwing said shot plays. They want to run the ball down your throat. They want to beat you up. They want to be extremely physical. They want to do what the New England Patriots have been trying to do, but they have a speedster to then hit you over the top, but they don't have the quarterback. Go draft you a quarterback, Miami. Get get somebody in there, please. That's not going to get it done. Old child arm ain't going to get it done. Yeah, it's funny. The moment that Drew Brees left, you're like, all right, my attention is completely turned I to just, one to uh, a tongue of Iloa. Well, because if you all you got to do is watch. All you got to do is watch. It's uncomfortable. When you watch him throw a football, you're like, he's really efforting to throw that Right. Football. They should have kept Fitzpatrick you know, two years ago. They yes. should have played him down the stretch. It made no damn sense. And he's not great either, but he's he was better. better yes. Markedly so. Yeah. No, it's weird. I get uncomfortable watching Tua throw a football. I'm like, man. They should have got them Jameis. Yes. With this offense. Yes. Yeah. And congratulations, Jameis Winston. Congratulations to Jameis Winston. And and that's where we should go because think about this. If you're the Falcons, you just signed sorry-ass Marcus Mariota. And you could have had Jameis Winston or any number of other players that can actually play. And now the Falcons have dedicated themselves, clearly, to being the worst team in football. With Gage going to Tampa... Your best receiver getting busted for gambling and being dumb enough to tweet about it. Good Christ. They, they're done. They got nothing. They're going to suck to high heaven. Get ready to win two games, Atlanta right. fans. But draft pits because you'll have 150 yeah. targets. And let's go out and get our for tight 90 end. catches yeah. and, and 1,700 yards. But that's it. That, 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 their passing offense <laughs> will go for 1,900. He will have 1,700 of those 1,900 yards. So basically the Saints pursued Deshaun Watson – didn't get him, realized they were stuck with Taysom Hill and went, he's not a quarterback. We already gave Taysom Hill, for whatever reason, gazillions of dollars to be a Swiss Army knife, if you will. We better get a quarterback in here, everybody. What do we do? How about we re-sign Jameis, who was a top 13, 14 quarterback when he played last year. At least you're getting a slightly above-average quarterback from the numbers standpoint with the potential to be an elite quarterback, but also the potential to be really bad. He is a boomer-bust kind of guy. At least he has been in the NFL. And they did. And given that I really like Jameis Winston and think that he is a guy that has grown up an awful lot. Two years, $28 million. Kudos to you, sir. Good luck. Wish We're you well. We're talking about Jameis Winston. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a better option than Marcus Mariota. Hey, they get to dance together twice a year now. In that rivalry where those two fan bases really don't like each other, it's like they only get up for those games on the level that they do, especially Falcons fans, and it gets to be that draft all over again. So get your montages ready for the photos, Jameis in his house, Marcus at the draft, all that stuff. It'll be fun. The one thing, if you're the Falcons, is you bring in Marcus Mariota for $18 million. This is a guy who lost his job two years, 18. Oh, two years. Yeah, no, no, one year. You're like, what are they doing? <laughs> one year? <laughs> My God. Yeah, no. <laughs> Did Mayock get hired over there? Did Mike Mayock take the I job in Atlanta? Look, I saw your look on your face. I'm like, no, 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 that's a two-year deal, man. No, but uh, 
well, just think about this. He lost his job back in 2019 when he was with the Titans, right? And it was somewhat forgivable. Uh, you know, that that's it. it wasn't the end of the world to get beat out in that situation. He's not a, a great player, but he was a serviceable player, uh, meaning Mariota. Then he goes to Las Vegas. My favorite part is that he gets in one game in week one. He makes an appearance, and he tears his quadricep. He's out injured reserve. Like, dude, you've ne- the air blows the wrong, wrong way, and my man is done. Always. I'll never forget, Mike Mayock was so in the camp of Marcus mm. because of nothing to do with football. No, of course not. And because of what Marcus was, yeah, do which, we, do it, it's got to be religion. I, I'll say it. That's got to be what it is. But remember, he was here for Pro Day, mm-hmm. which is actually a week from yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Florida State will have its Pro Day. And he said, uh, the thing you got to know is, you know, can you trust Winston off the field? You know, because uh, – and then Colleen Wolf it was like, shut up. She goes, well, what if you can? Is he better than Marcus, Marcus Mariota? Mariota? The answer is resounding yes. And he goes – well, that's the question. Oh, it's like, oh get you out can't of even here. say it. You, you can't, can't even say right. it. You can't bring yourself to say it. Well, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach couldn't couldn't say it either. What he could say was that he thought Marcus Mariota was as good as Aaron Rodgers. As that story goes, he leapt across the conference mm. room table. He was so furious that they were not going to take Mariota in Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's as the story goes. Now I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So so think about that. Dirk so- Cutter. My goodness, sir. Yes. And Tony Dungy told everybody Marcus Mariota. Is the Aaron Rodgers in waiting. Aaron Rodgers in waiting. Much like the you, we are still waiting. To him to get on the field. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. You just heard the commercial from my boys, Chad and Shannon. The legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Yes, indeedy. Give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. Find out why it is as easygoing, straightforward, honest, and fair, and uh, I think uh, relaxing is a way to describe going through the process instead of... uh, be nervous. You know, it can be intimidating to get a loan. You don't want that. Shannon will take the opportunity, talk you through it, make it very easy. Of course, great rates, the best in technology, cutting-edge technology. And uh, that mortgage experience with these particular guys, Hamilton Home Loans, Chad and Shannon, the legendary team, you want to give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. Or go to FSUHomeLoans.com. That's easy to remember. Come on, guys. We're all Knowles here. They're Knowles. Die hard. They'll probably talk to you about the Knowles before we ever get into the home loan process. 
844-FSU-LOAN is the number. If they did that, they'd be talking about the spring practice that uh, we were alluding to earlier today. Be at that practice tomorrow, their next one. And then, of course, Saturday's the scrimmage. I'm really looking forward to the scrimmage. want to see who emerges. Now, of the news uh, items of the day, we did finally get an update, um, a significant one, one, one that is not uh, ambiguous uh, regarding uh, Winston Wright. And, um, you know, that, that's a, a, a frustrating situation. I'm glad the young man's okay. I can't say that enough, and I have said that a lot. Uh, but uh, just the, the amount of bad luck this head coach has had and this staff has had and Florida State football has had in regards to trying to get back to some semblance of excellence. You bring in a guy again, Winston Wright Jr., that you thought would come in and provide for you at the very least a very experienced wide receiver who has done it in-game at the Power 5 level for consecutive years. Uh, over, what, 100 catches in his two years at West Virginia. You thought, plug and play, man. Once he learns the offense, plug and play. But he will be sidelined, according to Coach Norvell, um, for the foreseeable future. Extensive time was the quote. Yeah, he said he will miss an extended period of time in the short term. Now that is ambiguous. I have no idea what the hell that means. I just know that it means spring, absolutely not. And we'll see about the fall. But an extended period of time in the short term is um, <laughs> very fascinating. I made sure to put that in on our tweet because I'm the guy who does those in the beginning of practice. Yeah. Well, that is well done, sir. Well, it, you know, in a weird way, I can if I could parse this, I'll say that extended period of time means stop asking me about him in the spring, guys. He ain't playing. So I'm translating for our head coach. I think inferred there is the idea that We'll see about the fall. There's a chance. Don't right. know it. Don't know it. Not presuming as much, but you're not going to see him here this spring, so there's no reason for you guys after today to ask me about him. Let's reconvene, have this conversation as we start fall camp. I'll update you then. Yeah, what's interesting and better is the follow-up from Corey yesterday where he said, well, is he going to be back in Tallahassee? And, and as Corey was asking, days from now. Yeah, Mike was nodding and said, yes, he'll be back soon, which tells me a couple of things. Number one, obviously he's still involved with the program for whatever rehab he's process well is necessary. He's well enough to travel. That's really good, too. Remember back in the day in 2012, Greg Reed got dismissed, hurt his knee playing in wherever it was, Valdosta State. I forget where, oh, where he ended up yeah, playing. Yeah, and, then the, the, and they didn't have the proper, proper medical personnel yeah. to help him get healthy, and that was just the sad part of that, or else he'd still be returning punts in the NFL. I'm convinced that he would be if he was healthy enough to get to the draft. But that tells me that he's here to, to heal up, and if he can't play in the fall, I wonder if that's a, a nod towards medical hardship and, and he could still be a part of the program because he was only slotted for one year here at, in Tallahassee. So I think that means he's still going to be connected to the program, even if this fall isn't a possibility. Yours sounds more dire, Tom. I prefer my translation of what this means. It means he's missing spring and he'll be a full go in the fall. <laughs> I think we all prefer that. Yeah, yeah, I think, what I'm telling uh, you is I think you're going to see him play in our uniform at some point. I just don't know when. I know that Mel Kuyper believes there's a realistic shot that Jermaine Johnson will be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Jermaine Johnson would be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft for Florida State University, the first since Jalen Ramsey in 2016. It's been a minute. 
It's good for the program to have its name plastered across televisions all over America on draft day when Jermaine Johnson's name is selected, we hope, knock on wood, in the top ten. No guarantees there. If he doesn't go top ten, it certainly appears that he'll go top 15. Now, one thing that Coach Papuchas told me was that he thought Jermaine Johnson, not only from a football standpoint, the film didn't lie. Obviously, you watch the film, you see what kind of football player he is. That matters more than anything else. NFL teams were in love with what they saw on the film. Now, you think about what he did at the Combine. You think about his workouts. You think about the way that he interviewed. And that's where Coach Papuchas said, look, those interviews matter. If you've got two or three guys you're looking at and the film pops for all three and they say he's a good football player, he's what we want, he's the right size, he's for the position, uh, he's able to stop the run, he can get after the passer, he's versatile, there are a lot of things we like about him. Okay, good. Got three guys like that that I like. Now, how do you work out? Well, okay, so when the lights were turned on and the pressure was at its highest, he handled it well, both on the field and off the field in a workout scenario where they are basically cattle and prodded and, and, and touched and, and interviewed, and it's just it's a tough process for a lot of guys. Not everybody handles it very well. And a lot of teams will look at that situation and say, if they don't handle this well, how are they going to handle the scrutiny of the media and our coaches on a day-to-day basis as we try to elevate them so that we can win games at its highest level, right, against the best of the best? If you are performing poorly in that environment, it's a problem. And then third, can I trust you? Are you mature? Are you a grown-up? Will you be an adult if I give you a bunch of money? Can I trust that when I hand over this check for $20, $30, $40 million that you're not then suddenly going to go crazy on the town and I've wasted all of this cash? How do you interview the psych profiles, all of that? Jermaine Johnson is going to pass that and did pass that with flying colors. He elevated his stock in those interviews, maybe not more than he did with his physical prowess, but certainly something akin to it. And that's important, really important when you're trying to separate just very small margins between the elite of the elite of the elite. I think what increases his chances of going in the top 10 is the fact that you've got duplicate picks, two, multiple yes. picks from the Jets and the Giants. So you can pick somebody that would be more of a reach. And I'm not trying to say Jermaine Johnson's a reach in, in the no. first round, but in the top 10, he might be. But if you're checking off multiple boxes before we get to pick 10, you can go farther down your board to get a position of need if you've already done what you need with your first pick. Yeah. So if the Jets and the Giants, I think the Giants have, it's like six and eight, and I know the Jets' second pick in the first round is number 10. Yeah, you could see that. Absolutely. I mean, if you're both of those teams and you wanted to settle the uh, the edge, the, the pass rushing ability of your team in, in one move, you could do it in this draft. Go get multiple guys to be your pass rushers for the future. Be interesting to see what those two franchises do, but I think it, in the end it increases Jermaine Johnson's chances of going to one of those two franchises. So I'm looking at uh, this draft as being oddly very, very exciting, even though there's not a lot of sexy to it. Uh, because of weird scenarios where teams have multiple picks that you might get to see a lot of movement. I've wanted yeah. that for a while. I, the draft is just more interesting when you have a ton of movement. And there's potential for it this year because of all of the teams that do have multiple picks and you can go through there. Teams that are 
looking to level up, man, looking to do something. And, you know, listen, we always joke about this. Some years are certainly better than others when it comes to the, the, the talent, the quarterback position, the sexiest position on the field that everybody's going to zero in on. But even in years where you would say, objectively, there is no elite player coming out at that position, it doesn't matter. Because everybody's so desperate to have a quarterback, and because the drafting of a quarterback is 50-50 at best, even for the best analysts in football who fail to do this properly all the time, see the Cleveland Browns forever, okay, we can go on down the list, right? All of a sudden, that Pickett and anybody else, well, they're all we got. And you know what? They're going to get elevated because somebody's going to take a chance that that kid is, is good enough. No, he doesn't look like name your can't-miss Andrew Luck-type quarterback coming out in college, right? Yeah, he didn't look like that. Can he play? He might be able to play. I mean, I like him. Big, that you strong didn't, kid. That you didn't go with Burrow with your surefire. I, well, I'm stunned. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to let Joe know. I, That's I, an insult. I thought I'd give it a rest. Joe knows I love him. I don't have to profess anymore. I told you he was can't-miss. I was right yet again. He is great, but uh, – I don't know that there's a Joe Burrow in this draft, Tom. There you okay. go. Oh, there you there go. It is. There's certainly probably no Joe Burrow in this draft. But you may have a guy who can play, and you may even have a guy that can play decently well. Like, uh, what's his uh, – oh, I almost, that was close. That was. <laughs> I'm alerted to that one. Matt Jones. What's his dot, dot, Mac, dot? Is, Mac, Mac Jones, I was thinking it's of. It's never followed up with name. It's never <laughs> – what's his name? Never. <laughs> ever. Um. Yeah, Mac Jones. Like you could find a Mac Jones level player here, right? Oh yeah, I think I think Pickett might be better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. so, Ooh, oh, okay. We got a little debate here. Uh, yeah, I I think now, they're both what they are. Pickett won't be in a better situation. I don't think. It'll be I, hard. Well, he's got a good coach, but they're not loaded up in New England. I mean, it's not like he's got a ton of weapons to throw to. Yeah. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Kimmich on ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV.